The following audio is from the King's Chapel in Clifton, Virginia. For more information about our church or to listen to more sermons from this series, you can visit us online at thekingschapel.org. As you stand fellowshipping with one another and greeting one another, I'm going to invite you all to move closer to me if you might. We've got some reserved seats right down front here, and I want to encourage you to come down and spend some time with me. Don't feel like you have to move, but I invite you uh, to come closer. Uh, Just before we start our service today, um, I want to hopefully bless you with a video that uh, I wasn't going to play, but God said play it, and so I want, how many of you know you got to be obedient when God says something? Be careful if you said yes. Okay. But yes, I believe that this uh, video will bless you. Please listen to the words, the words, and then apply them to your soul. been there? Have you ever been there? Wondering whether he'd be faithful or not. I want to tell you this morning, he's been so faithful. If you hear those words and you stir your heart and you let him stir your heart, you got to ask yourself, am I his? Because he's been faithful. There were times when you couldn't pray, times that you looked away, Times that you didn't have a song in your heart, but yet he was faithful. So I want to encourage us this morning as we look at God's word, Luke chapter 14. And do a real deep dive on your own heart and say, am I his? How many of you will be honest with your own hearts and say, I can't live 2024 like I lived 2024? 
three. Raise your hands if you're bold enough to say that. You just know you need to make a change. A change, yeah, yeah. He sees those hands too and he wants you to know he's faithful. He's faithful. Uh, Luke chapter 14 and verse 25, I think, is where we start. Um, I know when I played the video, which I'll play it again several times before this day is out, I'm sure. Um, that means we have to hurry along, but maybe not um, to get through the message. But I want us to first recognize where we are in him and with him. If we're not, this is the day that you can find yourself in alignment with who God is, that faithful God that she just sang about. And he has a query to us to be his disciples. The cost to follow Jesus. That's what this message is titled. And also let me say, because I've got it right here in my notes in case I forgot and I did forget, blessings to each of you in this new year. don't get too tense right now. We're going to have a great time in the Word. Turn to your neighbor and say, blessings to you in this new year. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to the Word of God. Luke chapter 14. I'm reading from the New American Standard. And we'll pick up in verse 25. Now large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciple who does not give up all of his own possessions. Who does not give up all of his own possessions. And so, uh, when I clear my nose, does that bother anybody? I can have some tissues, please. I didn't know that... uh, the tears would show up too. Can we give her a hand for bringing me tissues? <laughs> um, nonetheless, this call to discipleship is not, uh, is not new and should not be new to any of us. Uh, if we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we should truly be his. And Jesus now is giving us a litmus test of knowing whether we are his disciple or not. And it's a question I put before you, are you his disciple? And there's a way to test. He says, let's start out by prioritizing. Prioritizing. Um, He says we have to make him number one. I don't think anybody in here would argue with that. How many of you all have seen anyone else hang a sun and moon? 
Okay, yeah. So, so, so he deserves to be number one in our lives. Now, as we head into 2024, we've got to ask ourselves, was he there in 2023? There's a call to this church, if you will, as a body of Christ, part of the body of Christ. We need to start doing things in this church that's making the community talk about us. And I know that there's enough of us. How many of you are out in the community each and every day? There should be every hand in here. You're somewhere in the community each and every day. And somebody should know, first of all, that you belong to Jesus because you prioritize him that way. And then that you go to the King's Chapel. We're not promoting the King's Chapel, no. But we certainly are talking about the Jesus at King's Chapel. Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we should, be, we should be talking about King's Chapel everywhere we go so that we have an opportunity to talk about Jesus. There are people who hunger and thirst for Jesus. We can hear it in the headlines on TV. We can see it in the headlines on paper. We can see it on our uh, computer ads. People need Jesus. And so Jesus says, unless you hate, and that word hate is not one that we treat in the cultural terms. It just means to love less, to prioritize, to put Jesus, make Jesus number one in your life, in everything you do. When you wake up in the morning, he's number one. When you go to bed at night, he's number one. And when, he's, when you're at dinner, he is number one. Um, um, how many of you all fall off of the prioritizing scale somewhere during the week and find out that Jesus is not number one in your life? Amen. <laughs> Your hand almost went up before I finished the question. Yeah, I appreciate that trans, transparency. Yeah, it's easy to do. It doesn't mean that you don't belong to him. It just means that we're kind of doing things on our own. Anybody in here beset with pride? Nope. Appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, we all have this battle with pride going on, and we pretend we don't have it. We pretend that we are the cat's meow and the dog's bow wow. I don't mean in here, but I mean, you've seen churches like this. <laughs> so he says, when we prioritize and put family second, that sounds so cold. Because men in here, if you're overseeing a family, you're responsible for uh, all of those plates at the table. You're responsible for overseeing uh, your wives. You're responsible for overseeing your own life to be unto Christ. But if we don't prioritize him, prioritize him and put him as number one. Those things will never happen, and we'll just watch the tragedy, tragedy that's going on in the darkness in our land. Oh, the darkness. I preached about it a few months ago, but the darkness has thickened since we last talked, and it's going to increase. This is not one of those, whoa, what are we going to do? What shall we do? No. Be his disciples. In Matthew 5 and 13 and 14, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You are. That's us. And as we're out in the community and we're talking about Jesus and, and we're proudly wearing our the King's Chapel t-shirts. How many of you all have one that you proudly wear in the community? Okay, that's some of you that do. Yeah, uh, we don't want them to know about the t-shirts. I'm glad you're wearing it. But, but, but we do want them to know about Jesus. And this is not just a, a evangelism tool. In fact, evangelism is an outbreak of discipleship. He sent disciples out into the world. Matthew 28, 19, go ye, 
all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe what I have taught who? You. So anyway, anyway, the next thing we have to do, which is one of the toughest things, verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, I think these are some fairly strong words. When Jesus tells you, or when Jesus uses the words cannot in the Greek, what does that mean in English? See, we've got Greek scholars sitting right here. Yeah, yeah, it means cannot. You cannot be my disciples. Now, he's not telling you not to be his disciples when you consider the cost. He's saying this is the package deal. When you get me to be a disciple, you've got to prioritize me and make me number one, and then you have to carry your own cross. Well, what is your cross? When, when, when prisoners or, or, or folks who were going to be hung on a cross in Rome, uh, the practice was to have them carry their cross that they were going to be crucified on, which is exemplified in with what Jesus did on Calvary. But the, 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 the story behind that is that it, when you saw someone carrying his cross and he was going to be crucified, he was basically saying, I affirm, this is the criminal saying, I affirm that Rome is doing the right thing. I agree with Rome, I need to be crucified. Shift that over to Jesus. When he tells us, carry our cross, what we're doing is we're in agreement that we are sinners. Anybody in here who has not been a sinner? Okay. According to Romans 3.23, in case you're fuzzy on that, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, now, let me fast forward this, and I need you all to get this. You need to embrace this because you need to see yourself this way. Uh, um, um, once you come to Jesus, guess what you become? A saint. Ooh, how wonderful is that? And we want to know about how faithful he is. Listen, 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 listen. When you come to Jesus... He called us saints. We don't go around saying, hey, I'm a saint, unless he tells us we are, and he did. He tells us we are saints. We are saints who have an occasion to sin, but we're not sinners. You see the difference? Yeah, that blood means something. That cross means something. If you're in him, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore all, anyone who is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Stop, brothers and sisters, living under any guilt that may be attached to some sin that you had in your life. You may realize and think you're forgiven from the sin, and that's accurate, but we continue to live under the guilt, which won't allow us to be free to tell somebody about the love of Jesus. If you've never eaten the German chocolate cake, it's impossible you, possible for you to tell somebody how good it is. Somebody, uh-oh, <laughs> easy now. Somebody has had German chocolate cake before. Now, listen, it is impossible. So, 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 when you have tasted of Jesus, if you say you belong to him, but yet you've not tasted of him, it's impossible to tell somebody the good news. You know, sometimes telling the good news isn't about a prepared statement of evangelism. It's just that, oh my God, something happened in my money this month that I did not see coming. 
Oh, he's been faithful. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but I have. When Jesus does something that you cannot explain. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. You all don't even realize that you're examples of that. If you think about back as to how jacked up you used to be, but now you're in here listening to the word of God and praising him and worshiping him, that in itself is Jesus messing with you. Yeah. Good many of us in here where we were a train wreck headed somewhere. But because Jesus stepped in, we are no longer. I want you to take a moment when you think about his faithfulness. Listen to me, church. Think about the things that he did not allow to happen in your life in 2023. Think about the thing that you said, I don't see how we'll get through this. And yet here you are in 2024. Somebody say amen. And when I hit your moment, just say amen, okay? And I don't mean me, but if the Spirit of God is sitting there tugging you, don't sit there like he's not. I've never seen, you know, Jesus walked up to a, uh, 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 um, well, for lack of that word, I can't think of it right now, but a group of soldiers, and he said, who are you looking for? You remember that? Guess what they did? They fell down on the ground. <laughs> they didn't even answer the question. The power of God is in this place. That it ought to be impacting us in the same way. Listen, when you're out and about, and even in here, you should smell like Jesus. You should smell like Jesus. Now, don't live under the guilt. I want you to get to the place that you can smell like Jesus. Amen. Has anybody ever in here ever eaten chitlins? Oh, my Lord. Sister, I'm coming over here and preaching to you. You, you, you. you seem to be on my page. Brother, I appreciate that, too. They, they have chitlins in, 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 not Germany, but, okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> there is a, <laughs> some of you are going, what in the world? Now, there's a fragrance, there's a fragrance that is emitted from chitlins when they're being prepared. And if you don't know the fragrance. Now, once you throw some grits with them, everything's fine. Let's move on. Carry your cross when you identify and say, yes, Lord, you are. Let me just caveat this first. No, my wife does not prepare chitlins for me. It was a meal I had when I was growing up. And so uh, when we got married, she says, I don't think we're going to be able to prepare any of those for you. And it was okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> In terms of the cross-carrying, when we identify that Jesus is accurate about who we are, then he says, if you desire to come after me, before you can come after him, you have to come to him. Before you can come after him, as he says, follow me, you have to come to him. Now, I submit to you in a crowd this size, and I don't want to, I'm not reading anybody's mail, but I just say it by the spirit of the living God. There are some of you in here this morning who believe that you are a Christian, who think you are Christians because of what you have done. Belonging to Christ is something that you are, not something that you do.
And when you're a true believer, Jesus says, if you continue in my word, that's a mark of a new believer. It's not one who's doing a Bible study, but it's one who's seeking the word of God because it's life to him. He can't move another spot without the word of God undergirding him in his spirit to know how to make the right decision. In fact, I want to take us from making the right decision to making the righteous decision. That's what the word of God is about. It's about decisions that have already been made for the body of Christ, and they're called righteous. We hear our culture screaming out for righteousness and, well, actually screaming out for justice. Justice, 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 justice. And they don't realize that you're not going to get justice without Jesus. Jesus Justice and righteousness all go together. Ooh, you don't give justice to someone. You live justice. Let me say that again because that was just two amens. You don't give justice to someone. You live it each and every day. We're called to live righteously. When we're living righteously, there is a fragrance of justice. That, 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 that goes from us. He says, carry your cross, come after me. Unless you do that, you cannot be my disciple. Those are strong words. Cannot means cannot. And he's not saying don't be. He's just telling you, here's what is involved. Jesus has never had to say, I'm in charge. It's inherent. It's, it's a given. How many... How many of you would like to be in charge of this universe? Yeah. You can't even figure out your own head. Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. For which one of you, which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Jesus is saying, in this stride of being a disciple, you've got to actually plan to be a disciple. It's not something that you faint-heartedly or casually or even religiously try to do. No, no, one thing about the power of God working in you, if Jesus is there and the Holy Spirit is at work and you put the word in you, it's going to happen. Transformation won't be optional. You will be transformed. Listen, I'll say this because you all getting a little stoic on me and a little too pious looking. There was no 12-step that kept me from putting more cocaine up my nose. Yeah, that was, and let me let you know, that was all Jesus. And a little drink of unconditional love that I didn't even know existed. Mm, okay, 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 okay. You've got a plan on this road of discipleship. You've got a plan as you walk each day. It's not a moment when you come to him. Yes, that's joyful. But if you're gonna walk it each day, you gotta plan not to choose from that table of delicacies that the culture offers us each and every day. Some of you all got some books in your bookshelf. Some of you have some books on your bookshelf that you ought to go home and put them in the trash can. You've read them. You even gleaned from them. And they're right out of the pit of hell. 
I've never been in your house. I don't even know if you have a bookshelf. But I know the human nature. If it sounds good, if it looks like it, and quacks like it, and, and Satan knows how to mix it up. He does, he's the, he's the guy. Well, he offers up uh, syncretism or, 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 or kind of mixing it all together. But that doesn't work well. Doesn't work well at all. You need the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It's what purifies us. It's what changes us. And being a disciple is not a call to a particular status or a label. It is life with Jesus. He told his uh, first, the first disciples, he, he stopped by Levi, I guess it was, and he said two words, follow me. Guess what Levi did? In fact, the scriptures took time to tell us he left everything. He left everything and followed Christ. Mm, would we be so? Listen, listen, I won't go to it. It's in my notes, not in my notes, but we've we got to go. In Genesis 1, this is an amazing moment for me. In Genesis chapter 12, I'm sorry, and verse 1, God speaks to Abram and he said, Go forth. Three verses later, Genesis 12, 4. The words are right there. You can write them down. Look it up later. I'm not lying to you. It said, Abram went forth. He approaches Paul, Saul, laying on the ground in Acts chapter 9, verse 8. Jesus says, get up. Verse 10, bet you can't guess what happened. <laughs> he got up. It's that, it's that obedience. Listen, gratitude, obedience, and desire. Does that burn in us? Is that the fire in us? If you have that fire in you, you just won't do church every Sunday. You'll do it every day. It'll be your lifestyle. It'll be who you are. You will smell like Jesus. Then he says, or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down. So you have two kings clashing, and one has 10,000 men, the other one has 20. Don't get locked up on the battle. Here's what Jesus is saying. Even if you desire the victory, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Being a disciple causes and calls us to sacrifice. And if we don't know what sacrifice is, look to the cross. There's our example. There's our example. We're trying to decide whether we want to serve him or not. Hey, let's move on past that. I mean, he's bringing people out of tombs. As a matter of fact, he came out of one himself. Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Listen, 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 listen. If you're going to be a disciple of Lord Jesus Christ, you might as well get it in your sweet little head. You're going to have to sacrifice. Husbands, how many of us are willing to sacrifice at home? Don't say I am and raise your hand and all of that. Because sometimes we don't do it without a struggle. But, but a real man of God sacrifices. He sacrifices. This word that I want to encourage you with this morning is one of taking a deep look in your heart 
and answer the question about your faithfulness to the repentance that he's called you to, to the obedience that he's called you to, and to the quality of your reverence that you have for him. As the praise team comes, because we're gonna do communion in a little bit this morning. The praise team will come, and I think they're still in here. Uh, I want us to stand to our feet. It's a little bit different this morning. Don't, don't, don't freak out or anything. Jesus is still in our midst. Yeah, he's still here. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you, always. Oh, you gotta know that past your head. There's the priority of Christ. There's this continual dying, central dying in our, of our own desires what we want versus what he has called us to. That's ongoing. And then we present all that we have to him. We give it up. We can be some selfish beings sometimes, right? I don't mean it here, but I mean, you know some people who are selfish. Yeah, but, but in Christ, you give it all up. Here I am, Lord. You go all in. He didn't almost go to the cross. He went. Let's bow our heads. I want to pray. Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for how you've ministered, even beyond what we even know about, how you have encouraged hearts, how you've touched hearts. And Lord, each and every day, particularly on this day, the Lord's day, uh, you do a work in hearts. Lord, there are those here this morning that uh, need a touch from you. Some have heard this word and they don't even know what that discipleship piece is all about and maybe not even be a disciple. Lord, we pray that you minister to those hearts right in this moment. And Father, for those who are yours and they know that they're yours and you know them by name, but they're not where they need to be, I pray that you would swiftly usher in repentance to their hearts to put them back on the road. If you're here this morning and you say, I don't know this Jesus. I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about, Pastor, but I want to know him. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I've heard the good news, but I've never submitted my life. If that's you here this morning, I want you to raise your hand. You've not submitted, given him your life. You don't belong to him. You have the external but the internal is not in order all over this sanctuary. If you're here this morning and you say, you know, I know I belong to him and I know he knows my name, but I've not lived for him in the way in which he's called me to. I've not lived as his disciple. I want you to raise your hand across this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All over this sanctuary. This is not a moment to embarrass you, but this is a moment to say that you come to grips with your own heart and say, I know I'm not there. Father, you've seen those hands, and Lord, I ask now uh, that as they were raised in earnest, earnest desire, Father, your words say you'd meet them right where they are. Pour out your love. Pour out your grace. Pour out your mercy upon them. Give them, Lord, the desire of their heart from heaven. And we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name.
Amen.